caution, this podcast may contain information that is individually disturbing to younger viewers. Viewer discretion advised. Hello and welcome to Keeping Up with the Murderers. Today we will be discussing the Zodiac Killer. I'm Mia. And I'm Anya. And we'll be hosting you this episode. To start off, the Zodiac Killer was a serial killer during the 1960s and 70s around the Bay Area in California. According to History.com, the Zodiac's first possible murder was of Robert Domingos and Linda Edwards near Santa Barbara on June in 1963. The two seniors went on senior ditch day. When they didn't return the next day, Robert's father went to go find them, and he found them bound together in a rusty old shack. Robert had been shot 11 times and Linda had been shot nine times. His first confirmed murder is Betty Lou Jensen and David Faraday on Lake Herman Road on December 20th, 1968. The two students went out on a date and later were found dead on the side of the road outside of their car. Betty had been shot five times in the back and David died on the way to the hospital with a bullet in his head. His second confirmed murder was of Darlene Farron and Michael McGough. They were found at Blue Rock Spring Park, July 4th, 1969. Wife and mother, Darlene Farron, went to meet her friend Michael. They were in a parking lot when a car came up and then left. Then it came back a few minutes later. Magot was shot in the jaw, leg, and shoulder, and he survived. Darlene was shot several times and died. On that same night, someone called the, the police to report the same murder. The dispatcher heard... I want to report a murder. If you will go one mile east on Columbus Parkway, you will find kids in a brown car. They were shot with a nine millimeter lugger. I also killed those kids last year. Goodbye. This man was identified as having a low monotone voice. The police believe that it was the Zodiac killer. The Zodiac's next confirmed murder is Brian Hartnell and Cecilia Shepard. They were found around Lake Berryessa on September 27, 1969. Brian and Cecilia went to Lake Berryessa when they saw a man holding a gun. He asked for money in a car because he was from Mexico. He then stabbed Brian five times and Cecilia ten times. Brian survived and Cecilia died. The Zodiac left a message on the door with the Zodiac's symbol. He also wore a hooded costume with the same symbol. A circle with a cross going through it. Zodiac Killer's next confirmed murder was Paul Stein. He was murdered in San Francisco on October 11th, 1969. A light-headed man got into a cab, and on the intersection of Washington Avenue and Cherry Street, he shot the driver, took a piece of his shirt, and left. Some people had seen the murder from their apartment above. They called the police and described him as a light-headed man and white. The police thought it was a black man and drove right past the guy who fit the description perfectly. The police later checked out the crime scene and found out that the Zodiac Killer had left a blood-stained fingerprint in the cab. A few days later, the San Francisco Chronicle got a letter from the Zodiac Killer. The Zodiac Killer mocked the police about how they had passed him by and, quote, pulled a goof. He threatened children on a school bus with a bomb. This letter had contained a piece of Paul Stein's bloodstained shirt. And he said that he was wearing a disguise so that the sketches weren't accurate. He had also said that he had planted the fingerprints in the cap. The next unconfirmed murder from History.com is Sherry Jo Bates. She was found in a library parking lot in Riverside, California on October 30th, 1969. 
18-year-old Sherry wrote her dad a note saying she was going to the Riverside Library. The next day, her Volkswagen Beetle was found in a parking lot. No signs of sexual harassment, with letters later confirming the murder. Kathleen Johns was abducted in the Modesto area on March 22, 1970. She could have possibly been abducted by the Zodiac Killer, but it has not been confirmed. Pregnant woman Kathleen Johns got into a car along with her other toddler and struck up a conversation with the driver. Soon she suspected that he was going to kill her, so she rolled out of the car and survived with her child. The last possible Zodiac killing is Donna Lass. She was found near Lake Tahoe on September 6, 1970. Donna left work around 1.50 a.m. because her, her boss had told her that there was a family emergency. Her landlord had confirmed that someone had called and said there was a family emergency. Her family said that there was no such emergency. Her car was discovered not too far from her house, but her body was never found. After this short break, we will discuss who we think the Zodiac Killer was. We believe that there was two Zodiac Killers who worked in tandem. First, there was Arthur Lee Allen, but then he moved on to greater accomplishments and Earl Van Best Jr. took over. First off, we think that there was two different Zodiac Killers because on the letters that the Zodiac Killer writes, there seems to be different handwriting. There doesn't seem to be a very big change in the handwriting at a first glance, but when you put the letters side by side and really look, you can tell that they are totally different and have to have been made by two different people. For example, when you take his first letter and his last letter that he wrote, the first letter writing seems to be like a squiggle, like he was writing fast, but the second one seems to be more developed. Some could say that it was just him developing his handwriting, but I've never seen handwriting change that much. Have you, Anya? No, I have not. But the most compelling piece that Anya and I have found was the letter that the Zodiac Killer wrote to the famous attorney, Melvin Belly. It said, and I quote, Please help me. I cannot remain in control much longer. Now that's just a weird sentence in general. But the handwriting seems to be made from a freshman girl. It's a very nice handwriting, wouldn't you agree? Looks just like a computer. It does, and his compared to his first letter... That's not the same. It's not the same. It's incom incomparable. After this short break, we will bring you our second piece of evidence. Welcome back. Our second piece of evidence are the different physical descriptions given by witnesses from different crimes. McGow described the murderer as a young white male between 26 and 30 years old, weighing 200 pounds or larger, around five foot eight, with light brown curly hair and a large face. Just a few months later, Hartnell described the Zodiac as being 5 foot 8 to 6 foot, heavy set, weighing around 225 to 250 pounds, with dark brown hair. Not even a month later, witnesses of Paul Stein's murder described him as being 5 foot 8 to 5'9", stocky, 25 to 30 years old, wearing heavy rimmed glasses with reddish brown hair. The officers of Paul Stein's murder described him as having red hair, weighing 170 pounds, 5 foot 10, around 40 years old. So the Zodiac was described as being 250 pounds, 
And 16 days later, he was described as being 170. So unless he joined Weight Watchers, I don't think he could have lost 70 pounds in 16 days. Everything that described the Zodiac Killer's look changes in the span of a month. What do you think of this, Mia? Well, I think that the descriptions don't say as much as the pictures do. First, you have a clearly overweight man wearing a, a black hood. And then later you have a, a skinnier man with like a chiseled face wearing glasses. They don't look com similar at all. They really don't. No. And I could understand dyeing your hair. Maybe that's possible. Maybe getting some fake glasses. It's possible, but losing all that weight, I think he would have had to go on an extreme diet regimen of no eating. Very true. While some people may think that the physical descriptions may be what people thought during shock or their memories were tainted, this is not true. I believe that, that simply just cannot be true because multiple people had described him as fat and then a month later multiple people had described him as not as fat. What do you think about this, Anya? Well, I don't think that it was just one Zodiac because no one can lose that amount of weight in that time. And the people who, the witnesses who saw him were, saw him from afar, so they were not like, they wouldn't have been worried about their safety or traumatized, so it wouldn't mess with their memory of how they remember seeing him. After this short break, we'll wrap up our thoughts. We strongly believe that the first Zodiac killer was Arthur Lee Allen because he matched the first description. According to Biography.com, Bomb blueprints were found in his house, similar to the ones sent in a Zodiac letter, and the day of Cecilia Shepard's murder, he came home with a bloody knife, although he said it was for chickens. He also owned the same gun as the Zodiac Killer. And we believe that the second murderer was Earl Van Best Jr., because he matches the second description given by the neighbor and the police. He lived in California during the time of the murders. He had an interest in the ciphers, which would explain why there were so many ciphers in the Zodiac's letters. He knew some not very stable people, like some cult members and a Satanist. And finally, Earl Van Best Jr. had a scar on his thumb, which could possibly match the fingerprints left in Paul Stein's cab. Thank you for listening to Keeping Up With The Murderers. Next week, we'll be discussing who is the New Orleans axe murderer. Asweaver. Goodbye. Goodbye.